Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Lewis Foster. Yes, Fasamai, good evening. Welcome to this special hour-long update programme brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. Looking at the highlights so far from today's budget, plus travel, traffic, sea watch and business news. Lewis Foster on Manx Radio. Over the next hour, we'll be taking a closer look at the 2024-25 Pink Book and hear the reaction from ministers, MHKs and political commentators as they found out how taxpayers' money is being spent over the year ahead. Manx Radio's budget coverage, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. Well, it can often leave your head in a bit of a spin, but cut away all the jargon that comes with Budget Day and you're left with a plan that affects every single one of us here on the Isle of Man. Whether you own a business, you're an employee, receive benefits, perhaps you want to own your own home one day, there's something in the announcements today that should pique your interest. Now, we're going to be breaking down the budget into sections, but first, that news in the last half hour, in the last hour, sorry, that Timwald has indeed approved the budget for the next financial year. Treasury Minister Alex Owenson won the backing of the court. 18 members of the House of Keys voted for the budget, with six voting against. All eight members of the Legislative Council voted for it as well. Now, starting with the possibly the most headline-grabbing announcement today, the rise in taxes. The higher rate of, in- higher rate of income tax will increase from 20% to 22%, with the additional income, that extra 2%, going solely towards the island's healthcare services. Manx Radio's John Moss has been listening across today's proceedings and brings us a look at how that announcement went down with the members. I'd like to thank you for quite a long debate on, on the budget and a budget that I think deserves that debate. This budget sets out to create economic and financial stability, certainty and consistency, and I recommend it to this Honourable Court. Yes, it was a long debate. 20 members contributed, and that isn't done in five minutes. Uh, Dr Alex Allenson there, summing up after what's been a long day for him, a long day for his staff, his members, who have been listening carefully to comments made by uh, members of the House of Keys. Another quote for him, this is an honest budget with a clear policy. He was speaking off the cuff that in his remark, in his closing Remarks. In some 40 minutes, he'd set out his proposals and some of his ambitions for funding the NHS. The headline act there, 2% on the higher level of tax, taking it to 22%. Immediately on announcing it, Dr. Allenson turned to the now famous squeezed middle, who'd been at the vanguard in the chill economic winds that have been blowing. I would like to stress that I fully understand the consequences of this increase may have on some taxpayers and reiterate how mindful I am of the cost of living pressures experienced by everyone. Those sometimes referred to as the squeeze middle have had to adjust and adapt to higher prices, increased interest rates, and a difficult economic climate for the last three years. This is why I'm all, I am committing to review the income tax thresholds and child benefit thresholds in next year's budget. It is my ambition that this increase to the higher rate of income tax will only be in place until we have investigated and introduced the NHS levy. The levy, which will encompass all tax resident individuals, will create a fair and equitable mechanism to ensure adequate funding for health care without reliance on reserves. 
It's only in place until that levy is in place. Now, we don't know any details of that. Interesting remark that, only in place till then, one was cast our minds back to the Napoleonic Wars, an income tax which was introduced as a temporary measure to pay for the Napoleonic Wars and has been with us ever since. Laurie Hooper, the health minister, was quickly to his feet after Dr Allenson had finished speaking to talk health and the extra cash that was coming to his department. While we celebrate this significant investment in our health and care system, we must also recognise the magnitude of the task in front of us and that this additional funding is not being invested lightly. This budget presents us with a real opportunity to commit to the transformation of health and care and to achieving our shared aims. This budget offers us the opportunity to rise and meet these challenges by setting us on the right course. And if we choose not to take the opportunity this presents, we must surely be lost. A slightly portentous ending there for Laurie Hooper, Health Minister. Former Treasury Minister David Ashford outdid himself. He must have spent a lot of time writing up his notes. He spent 40 minutes on his feet. Now, that's as long as most budget speeches last for. He used a comparison over the years to show what he termed the lessening of what was the cushioning effect that reserves provided us. In 2022, in the first budget year of this administration, the value of the General Reserve represented the equivalent of 49% of government expenditure. In 2023, last year, that fell to the equivalent of 35% of annual government budgeted expenditure. This coming fiscal year, the value of general reserve will represent the equivalent of 27% of government expenditure. Former Treasury Minister David Ashford using a great deal of comparison his statistics. His grasp of the statistics during that debate was phenomenal. If we had to go to the member that was perhaps the most critical in his speech, in his contribution of what Dr. Allenson had said, we have to turn to John Wannenberg. Some pertinent questions for the Minister to address in his summing up, if I'm persuaded to vote for this budget. Is the whole picture included here? And should Treasury produce consolidated figures, including those for the MUA, Manx National Heritage and the Steam Packet? Should not the profits of the Isle of Man Steam Packet, the acquisition costs, purchases, including an estimate of profits to be earned over the remaining unexpired term of the user agreement? Comment on this would be useful. John Wannenberg speaking critically of the budget, and he was one of those who voted against it at the end. Right in the middle of this, a bit of humour, which was good because it was very serious stuff. A new way to tackle a lack of activity, mending the roads in her constituency, was suggested by Dr Michelle Haywood. At the conclusion of this sitting, I'm intended to park daffodils in the deepest of the potholes. It's the only thing in my power that I have to bring a little bit of cheer to the residents who've had to put up with this awful stretch of road for so long. And with so little movement from the DOI to do anything to fix it, I'm doing daffodils for spring. I hope to follow up with geraniums in the summer. And I hope not to get as far as Christmas trees by December. Ah, but if she does have to put in Christmas trees, will she be there to put Christmas lights on them? We'll have to to wait and see. Six voted against, 18 for. Everybody in LegCo said yay to the Treasury Minister. And the first time since 2010 a rise in income tax. Do you think the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenton, has got off lightly? Uh, Yeah, well, he has said it's used that temporary word. He has said it is temporary. Whether it is temporary, I I don't know. Um, He probably intends it to be temporary. It's £20 million. Always in the past, when you talk to Treasury ministers and you said, what about a rise in income tax? Um, the, the return was, well, it's not really worth it. You don't get that much back. 20 million is quite a bit, if you say it quickly. But um, in, compared to the overall budget, it is not an enormous amount. So the end question has to be, at the end of the day, uh, will it be a temporary measure and is it worth it?
And that extra 2%, of course, you said a year ahead, we it goes, it's ring-fenced for Manx Care. And there have been questions banded about, well, what happens if Manx Care, again, goes overspends, if the health department overspends? Are you what using happens? the if word there? Well, I mean, we're presuming it's... it's I did compare yeah, it with to, the, the minister to, was it like a runaway train? He said, no, it's not like a runaway train. But you have to think the people out there do regard it a bit like a runaway train. Mm-hmm. And you've got to work out, and we haven't had the answer to this yet, how do you put the brakes on? How do you slow it down uh, and you, I don't suppose you could get it going in reverse because uh, trains tend not to yes they do go in reverse they shunt <laughs> don't they uh, exactly. but at the moment trying to slow the beast down mm-hmm. is the major problem and uh, I believe the Treasury Minister described it as crunch time for Manx Care and uh, strong langu- language as well from the Chief Minister who said Manx Care must operate within its new financial budget or investment in health and social care will have to stop he's warning Alfred Cannon there's absolutely no absolute need, sorry, for financial discipline across government. Let's hear from Mr. Yeah, Cannon. He's saying not just me, is he? It's not exactly, yeah. So Mr. Cannon says this year's financial plan is designed to protect the health and care of the nation. It's absolutely right today, uh, and I acknowledge the contributions that have come from honourable members, <coughs> that the Treasury Minister has presented a budget on behalf of the government that chooses to invest in our most critical public services. But this is far from a champagne budget, words that I regret have just come across this courtroom because this is indeed a serious budget that is designed to protect public services, therefore protect the health, particularly the health and care of the nation in very, very difficult circumstances and those circumstances that I have aligned. But it is also a programme of support and investment that is designed to carry on focusing on our island plan We have not sacrificed one for the other, nor have we sought to stand still with this budget, and I congratulate the Treasury Minister on striking that absolute balance. But there is, of course, now an absolute need for financial discipline to be enforced across governments and for for government departments to operate within budget. The strongest onus of that, of course, now will fall to Manx Care. And there is an absolute need for the recognition across the board and senior management of Manx Care that they must try and seek to operate within their given budget. Because if we cannot sustain this financial plan, then we will have to take, I would suggest, some course of remedial action. Or honourable members will have to determine that we cannot sustain the level of investment that we are putting into our health and social care services. So there are big challenges ahead of us. Some sort of remedial action. The words of warning there from Chief Minister Alfred Cannon. Tax and accounts feel like a grey cloud above your head. (sighs) Step into the sunshine with Crow Isle of Man. Our friendly team of chartered accountants take time to listen to your business needs and work with you to prepare for the future. From tax and accounts to audit and payroll, our track record of quality and client satisfaction speaks for itself. Visit crow.im or call 627335. Crow Isle of Man. Smart decisions. Lasting value. Keyside Tire and Service Centre is now an agent for motability vehicles. So when you need tyres for your motability car, call into Keyside and they'll be happy to assist with excellent friendly service and great prices. Find all the latest offers on Facebook. Call into Keyside or call 664417. South Key Douglas, don't delay, have safer tyres today. Keyside! 
ready to begin your journey toward achieving your desired weight goals? Waiting for the right moment? We're the Tracy Bell Clinic, and we're here for you every step of the way. We specialize in weight loss and aesthetics, and we've a range of non-surgical weight management plans, all carried out by our medically trained experts. The wait is over with the Tracy Bell Clinic. Start your journey today. Book a consultation. Call the Tracy Bell Clinic on 613-323. Manx Radio's budget coverage, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. Yes, Vasamai, welcome back. You're listening to this extended update special on Manx Radio, looking at all the announcements from today's budget. Lewis Foster with you until six o'clock. Now, putting aside the tax increase for one moment, let's break down how much each department is getting over the next financial year and how they're getting it. Tessa Hawley has this report, which looks at just how closely government's incomings and outgoings really are. The total income expected over the year ahead is £1.3 billion. That includes £373 million from VAT, £315 million from National Insurance, £313 million from Residence Income Tax and £199 million from fees, charges and other incomes. The rest from other customs and excise revenue, non-resident tax and company tax. So what does that go towards? Well, the departments. And the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture gets £23.8 million. Enterprise gets £29.9 million. The Cabinet Office, a healthy £41.5 million. And Home Affairs, £44.2 million. Then we take a step up. Let's look at infrastructure. Now that department gets £119 million. Education, sport and culture receives an additional £18 million this year, coming in at £152.7 million. And double it and add some more, and you get the £371.6 million, which goes towards health and social care. This year, that department is getting an uplift of £41.2 million. A long-term financial plan will also see the Health Department's annual expenditure budget increase to more than £400 million in 2028 to 2029. Combine all those totals with the money being spent on things like executive agencies and statutory boards and social security benefits and payments and you come to a total outgoing figure of very close to £1.3 billion. Some big figures there, but a Garth MHK has questioned whether extra money allocated to the Department of Education, Sport and Culture will be enough. It's getting an additional £18 million, as we heard, £3 million of which has been earmarked towards the initial rollout of a new childcare strategy. Daphne Kane has also welcomed what she's described as a modest increase to the upper income tax rate, which will be, of course, as we know, ring-fenced for the NHS. Constituents regularly report issues over access to health care, especially dentists currently, and the success or otherwise of the additional income tax take will be seen in a wider rollout of health service health services and in a reduction of waiting times to access our national health service and I await with interest um, and wish the Honourable Health Minister well in the coming year. Underlining all of this for me is the alternative and I am certain that what would be unacceptable would be cutting services 
in a relatively well-off nation. I also welcome the uplifts to benefits, pensions and childcare. I would like to see some positive movement in the tax bans, and I am a little disappointed that we haven't got that at the same time as the uh, uplifts everywhere else and the increase in the tax band. But the tax threshold and personal allowance must move in future years. Uplifts to education similar to health are acknowledged, but how do we know they are enough? Will they support additional needs adequately, the autism strategy, the childcare strategy? These are crucial in ensuring the best wraparound support for families and young people. Tax increases become more palatable when people feel the benefit of a high level of good public services. I'm worried that, again, a lot of those uplifts could well be removed because of the increases in payroll. Garth MHK, Daphne Kane there. Well, you're listening to Manx Radio, this extended update special looking at today's budgets brought to you by Crow Isle of Men. Ray's been on the text. He says, typical, the middle income earners are squeezed even more and nothing changes for the wealthy at the top. Ray referring to that increase there in income tax, the higher rate from 20% to 22%. And well, that term, the squeezed middle, has been a particular concern raised by a number of Timwald members today. But what does it mean? It refers to those who don't qualify for benefits, but are being hit by the rising cost of living. Douglas Central, MHK and Corlett summarised the concerns of her constituents. This budget does disadvantage some. As always, it's the squeezed middle who'll be squeezed even harder, particularly single people and those earning just enough to keep them above the benefits level. Once everything is paid out, their disposable income is below those receiving benefits. That's if they actually have any disposable income left over. I hear constituents say that they'd be better off on benefits. We have to ensure that our people are financially better off if they're able to work. Single people trying to pay a mortgage or rent and their energy costs from one salary are really struggling. And I think it's right to challenge the Treasury Minister on behalf of those people who will feel the downside of this budget. What is in this budget for those who don't have children and those who are earning just above their benefits level? They're immediately worse off. With no rise in personal income tax allowance, there will be an increasing number of individuals paying income tax and also an increasing number of people paying at 22% this year. People are going to feel the impact of this almost straight away, as soon as that extra comes out of their wage packet. And what can they expect in return? For all those taxpayers who will have less money in their pockets from April, can the Treasury Minister honestly make assurances that those people will feel some benefit before the end of this administration? So many of the people <coughs> we represent are just not feeling things change for the better. Douglas Central, MHK and call it there. Well, another MHK has questioned why local people with ordinary lives are being expected to contribute even more to government coffers. Jason Morehouse has told Timwald today's budget whiffs of a challenge to survive, saying government is treading water. And he's questioned why the public is paying for such a large government headcount. The iron postcode should be globally recognised in a similar way for the quality of life, the benefits of being here and the emphasis on doing things better and being the best, efficient and go ahead. Instead, we're treading water and supporting a headcount of eight 
1,500 at a time when there are 300 registered job seekers for around 1,300 open vacancies. This is a time when we really should be thinking differently and shrinking the size of the government, not demanding that hard-pressed individuals pay more in tax to support this increasingly large public headcount. We must start to signal a renewed shift to the private sector. We cannot afford big government paid for by the money that should be in the pockets of hard-pressed local families and local business people keen to expand and grow their businesses. This budget doesn't move us towards a Google economy. We are still in the shadows of what came before that, and local people with ordinary lives have been expected to contribute more. That won't be easy. Arbury Castletown and Malou MHK Jason Morehouse there. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now 29 minutes past five and joining us with the update news headlines, Fastamai Beth Espy. Fastamai, well as we've been hearing, Timwald has approved the budget for the next financial year. Treasury Minister Alex Allenson won the backing of the court for his pink book which sets out how the island's money will be spent. 18 members of the House of Keys voted for, with six voting against. All LegCo were in favour. The main news is that the higher rate of income tax is going up from 20 to 22%, with the money made from that being ring-fenced for health. That led to a warning from the Chief Minister about Manx Care needing to operate within its new financial budget or investment in health and social care will have to stop. During today's debate, 1MHK criticised the lack of emphasis on the housing crisis in the financial plans. Speaker and Russian member June Watterson, who ultimately voted against the budget, says it was noticeably missing. And concerns were raised about the budget process as a whole. Currently, plans for government spending are kept a tightly guarded secret until Budget Day and also have to be voted on in their entirety. There are calls today for that to change. In other news, police are still looking for 14-year-old Vanula Balakrishna. She's been missing since last night. And there'll be a yellow weather warning from 1am tomorrow. It's for heavy rainfall and will be in place until midday tomorrow. Further afield, and Alexei Navalny's team says his body is purposely being withheld by Russia so the authorities there can cover their tracks. His spokesperson has confirmed his death and called for his body to be immediately returned to his family. Ten people have been arrested at a pro-Palestine demonstration in central London. The arrests were for a string of alleged offences, including inciting racial hatred. And Tesco is changing the way it displays its club card deals after a warning it could be illegal. The supermarket's going to show the price per unit alongside the total price of products. Those are the headlines, news in full in half an hour. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Gromayad, thank you there, Beth, for the headlines. Well, yes, a reiteration, there is a yellow warning in place for heavy rain tomorrow from 1 in the morning until midday. Dry this evening with moderate westerly winds, but rain will return by the early hours of tomorrow morning. Heavy at times. Overnight temperatures 7 degrees with the wind backing southerly and increasing strong to gale force. Heavy rain at first tomorrow will clear by late morning. The strong to gale force southerly winds will veer westerly and ease in the afternoon with temperatures rising to 12 degrees. 
Thursday we'll see a mix of sunny intervals and scattered showers with fresh to strong westerly winds. Top temperature a little cooler than of late, just 8 degrees. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out-of-hours boarding-up service. Call 491918. Manx Radio's budget coverage, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. Now, so far we've heard from the politicians, but what about Isle of Man residents? While many of you may still be digesting today's budget, here's what some shoppers in Douglas had to say earlier today. I'm glad to hear that we've got some more money for health. I still think 2% on our tax is capable with, but basically there are so many problems on the island at the moment. I'd like a really good in-depth look at the budget to see what he's done. But wherever you turn, you know, our roads are falling to pieces. We spend all this money on this boat that seems to be in the harbour more than it's out of the harbour. Whatever the government does, the government seems to sort of come unstuck. I would only say that it's disappointing that the tax has gone up. It's always been part of Manx life. The government, I think, is in crisis here. All 24 MHKs and MLCs want to start to pull their finger out and get things done because things are falling apart here at the moment and you can see it. We've been looking but we've been out most of the day today so I've only seen a couple of bits um, obviously about the taxes going up in a lot of places and the main thing that stuck out to me was the child benefit increase which is going to really help a lot of people especially the way things are at the moment so that's a really good thing. Obviously we're interested in what's going on we've not long been on the island to be honest this is only our second year so we're trying to catch up on a lot of things that go on as well so we really need to know what's going on and we've got a lot catching up to do but we do like to keep up to date with all the news. I'm not very happy about it. I'd be discriminated for this but childcare, you know, people have six, eight kids and they get everything, never worked. I've worked all my life and pension. Am I getting a big increase to help with my heating? No. Why have so many children if you can't look after them? Um, the 2% tax, your 2.5% tax uh, going up, if it's to help with the national health, fine. But I think that um, that needs really looked into. I think it's quite badly run. Somebody is not telling the truth or not adding two and two up to get four. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. The word from Strand Street there. Well, one person who wasn't present in Timor Court today but didn't hesitate to make his feelings known is Michael Josem from the Manx Taxpayers Alliance. As the name suggests, the MTA is a lobby group which campaigns for three things, for taxes to be low, fair and simple, for government transparency and great value for money for taxpayers, so it says. Well, it's described the increase in income tax rates announced today as a bad move for the working families on the Isle of Man. Mr Josem. It's especially bad for the lowest paid workers in our community because in addition to the headline increase of tax rates, because the personal allowance remains frozen at the same level, the lowest paid people in our community will have the biggest proportional increase in their taxes. And so there's a double whammy there. And so the result is, is that last year's budget forecast a total income tax from residents of £245 million, and this year's forecasts £313 million. So it's about a 28% increase in the taxes paid by residents of the Isle of Man. But they say healthcare needs this money now. So is this necessary, do you not think? Healthcare spending is just wiffle-waffle by politicians because money is fungible. Money can be transferred from one account to the other. And so trying to hypothecate 
money as they have done here is just a political manoeuvring. It is just cheap talk rather than action because the dollar or a pound that is spent less here is a pound that is spent more there and it is just transferring one account to the other. It's not a real differentiation. You've described it as a big attack on working Manx families. What do you think the reality of this will be when these tax increases take effect? So what it means is that people will have less money in their pocket. It means they will be spending less on businesses. They will be spending less on services. That means that families will need to cut back on on their food purchases. They'll need to cut back on spending uh, at local shops. They'll need to cut back on spending on you know the hairdressers, the you know and other services here in the Isle of Man. And so when you take money out of the economy through big tax increases like this, you know the government here seems to be saying that there'll be it'll be about sixty million pounds taken out of income tax. And so that means there's less spending. You know there are already a lot of businesses that are struggling. You know you know Manx Radio every every few days there's a new story about another business closing, another business shutting. Uh, and that just puts additional stress and strain on those businesses. Michael Josen from the Manx Taxpayers Alliance there. Well, we're going to talk capital projects now. What do we mean by that, capital projects? Well, think in recent times of the Douglas Promenade refurbishment scheme and the <coughs> Liverpool Ferry Terminal. Well, today we've heard that grand schemes of that nature are being given £275 million to play with over the next five years. According to Treasury, that's going towards progressing the aims of our island plan. A hot topic, though, ahead of the budget was that of Castle Russian High School and the Southern Swimming Pool. The Treasury Ministers committed £3.2 million to accelerate the design stages for the new facility. Russian MHKs June Watterson and Michelle Haywood and Arbury Castletown and Maloo member Tim Glover have been sharing their reaction to the move in Timwald. I would like to sincerely thank the Chief Minister and the Treasury Minister for injecting some enthusiasm and impetus into the commitment around Castle Russian High School and associated southern uh, sports facilities. There have been a lot of welcome, warm words around this scheme, but I don't still see the concrete commitment towards delivery in this budget. The capital financing reserve is to be entirely revenue-funded by 2027-2028, yet there are still no indicative amounts in there for building this school. We've been here before, so whilst I'm not entirely reassured by what I read in the budget, I am more optimistic than I have been before that over the next 12 months there is perhaps more of a plan that can be delivered and a real assurance that there will be shovels in the ground before the end of this administration. Mr President, if I may, I'd like to turn my attention from making comments as a national politician to making comments with respect to my constituency, a state described as being a local politician by some commentators. As an elected representative of my constituents, I'm glad to see the Castle Russian High School site master plan included in the Capital Project Development Fund, especially as we now know it's going to include a six-lane swimming pool as part of the sports complex. I hope that a suitably revised regional sports hub plan will come through in time to inform the design stage to ensure that the financial stability of the sports complex is designed into the scheme at this point. If that report is delayed any further, there is a risk that whatever is scoped will not be fit for the future and will not be sustainable. While we're on the subject of scoping, I'm looking forward to meaningful consultation with stakeholders as part of the school design phase, something we've yet to see. I do welcome the Chief Minister and the Treasury Minister's uh, concrete commitments uh, regarding Castle Russian High School. The challenge now is to actually see some concrete on the site, but uh, I thank the Speaker for uh, shelving his uh, motion and I, I hope now that we can uh, move constructively forward 
in actually seeing some real progress now on uh, Castle Russian High School. Your comments always welcome on today's budget. 166167, email studio at manxradio.com. Dave's been on WhatsApp, says, Hi, budget special team. Agree with Jason Morehouse, but start with the urgent reform and rationalisation of the self-serving local authorities. Some of the recent rate rises, he says, were outrageous. Reinvest the savings in key government services, health, education and emergency services. The pathetically low electoral turnouts for local elections, Dave says, speaks volumes. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, after last night's cancellations due to the unspecified technical issue on board the Manxman, today sailings got back underway on schedule. Currently on her way back from Hesham, due to arrive back at five past six before departing again at a quarter to eight tonight, arriving into Hesham at 11.30. Throughout tomorrow, a similar story, the Manxman due to depart for Hesham at 8.45 in the morning, arriving there at 12.30 before returning at a quarter past two. If you are due to sail tonight or tomorrow, remember you can find all the latest information at steampacket.com and of course right here on Manx Radio. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information Information. Tax and accounts feel like a grey cloud above your head. <sighs> Step into the sunshine with Crow Isle of Man. Our friendly team of chartered accountants take time to listen to your business needs and work with you to prepare for the future. From tax and accounts to audit and payroll, our track record of quality and client satisfaction speaks for itself. Visit crow.im or call 627335. Crow Isle of Man. Smart decisions. Lasting value. How do you really get to feel healthier? Eat healthier. ShopRite's healthy choice ranges make it easy and truly enjoyable. All over our chillers and freezers, food that even sounds better for you. Like the Gym Kitchen protein-packed frozen meals. Plant Chef, plant-based chilled and frozen food, and free-from ranges across the store from pasta to cereal. Better for you doesn't have to mean boring anymore. Try our range of healthier alternatives. Available now at ShopRite. Well, today, I'm going to talk about the finest bathrooms in town. <laughs> Hello, cheeky monkey. I hope you're going to recommend Paysetter. Of course. Wow. It's where all the cool cats go. Yes, smart cats like you choose Paysetter for a wide range of stylish designs and superb expert advice. Paysetter, Paysetter. That's right, Polly. The magic starts when you visit Paysetter Tile and Bathroom Studio, Harris Terrace, Douglas. Or search online for Paysetter Douglas. Bigger jackpots, more prizes. Prizes, more chances to win. There's never been a better time to play the Hospice Lottery. Now with 42 guaranteed prizes every month and double the monthly rollover prize, a massive £1,000. Building our £10,000 rollover jackpots quicker than ever. Tickets just £5, so don't miss out and help a great local cause too. Visit hospice.org.im slash lottery. Players must be over 16. Terms and conditions apply. Manx Radio's update is available as a daily podcast. Simply subscribe for free online at manxradio.com or via Apple, Google or Spotify. And you're listening to this extended update special looking at all the announcements from today's budget brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. 
So now, what's happening with benefits now then? Well, after around 3,500 individuals and families of working age who are on low incomes will reportedly benefit from increases to benefits this year ahead. An additional £29.3 million has been allocated to pensioners and recipients of other benefits. Approximately 3,000 families who have more than one dependent child will have their child benefits increase. Maternity allowance, adoption allowance and paternity allowance will increase by 15%. EPA income support and income-based job seekers allowance also increasing by 5.7%. Meanwhile, sickness and disability benefits are rising but all by less than 10%. I discussed the increase in maternity allowance and sickness and disability with Treasury member and Douglas South MHK Sarah Maltby. I feel that this budget does support those people on the lowest income and the most vulnerable people within our society. However, that does mean that there is a cost to other people and that is unfortunately part of this budget and also something that we've had to really consider and take full surveillance of and assess the impact. What we are doing and bringing forward in this budget is we are increasing the maternity allowance. Uh, last year you've seen an increase in 16.8%, this year additional 15%. So in two years, paternity allowance has gone from £179 a week to £240, which I think is a, a very good news story and something that hasn't been increased in over 10 years until last year when we actually made an impact on that. So yeah, that is something that I feel is something that could be seen as finally listening to what um, people have been telling us on maternity, paternity and adoption allowance. That would be the same increase. Um, child benefit. Child benefit will now be aligned, so each child will be subsequently paid the same um, child benefit if you're fall within the brackets of the threshold, which is also a good news story. These Both of these benefit um, increases are benefits that benefit more people than just people who are classically seen as being an income-related benefit. So this will help families who don't claim income-related benefits, but they are able then to tap into Social Security to actually feel that they are being listened to and not just people on the lowest incomes. This is the medium-income people. And looking at sickness and disability, just finally, this figure 6.7% comes up uh, quite generally apart from here where we see 5.7 5.7 disability living allowance what's that equating for is that purely inflationary pressures basically yeah so they're ba- it's either based on Alaman cpi or the uk cpi depending on whether it has to be affiliated with the uk or whether it's something we can do um we can set individually could carers allowance have gone up slightly more yeah so carers allowance of the last two years not including this year did rise so it was a 15 percent on two-year runs and so that then brought it up to i think 187 pound from 105 hundred. £10, but it did increase quite significantly. What we have done with, for carers allowance is we have increased the amount of time that they can work. So, for example, before you could only work up to a certain amount of time and then you had to stop working in order to be to still be eligible for the carers allowance. What we've done now is we've increased that minimum working time so that people can still keep their skills and work. They can still go to work for the amount of time that they feel comfortable be able to work as well as care. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Unemployment on the Isle of Man has spiked for the first time in three months. The proportion of economically active people who are registered as being out of work has risen 0.1% and now stands at 0.7%. Figures for January 2024 show an increase of 25 people in comparison to the same period a year ago. However, when comparing to the month prior, it's up 37%. 
And in corporate news, Barclays Bank reported a fall in annual earnings after fourth quarter profits dropped by 92%. Pre-tax profit for the year to the end of December 2023 came in at £6.55 billion, down 6%. Fourth quarter earnings were £110 million compared with £1.3 billion a year ago. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. Well, oil prices hovered around a three-month high as Middle East conflict rages on. The U.S. market declined after Monday's public holiday. Amid growing conviction, the Federal Reserve will hold interest rates higher for longer to curb a resilient economy. Gold reached a one-week high on a softer U.S. dollar and as it found renewed traction on safe haven flows. And in corporate news, Capital One Financial Corp., the U.S. lender backed by Warren Buffett, agreed to buy Discover Financial Services in a £35 billion all-stock deal to create the largest U.S. credit card company by loan volume. At the close, the FTSE 100 down 0.12% to 7,718. The DAX down 0.07% to 17,080. The Dow Jones up 0.2% to 38,633. I'm running late again. Do you know where I put my car keys? In the fridge. Where's my phone? Under the dog baskets. Bye. You haven't forgotten that we're seeing Ramsey Crook all later? Oh, um, no, of, of course not. Um, 5pm, is it? Quarter to three. I'll be there. Life is busy. That's why Ramsey Crookall's team takes time to help you make a mindful investment decision. Considering all the options, giving you full control of your financial future. Less stress, more assurance. Forgot to put my shoes on. Oh. See how we can make your money work for you. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. The way the budget is conducted as a whole on the island has been criticised by a number of Timwob members. Currently, plans for government spending are kept a tightly guarded secret until Budget Day and also have to be voted on in its entirety. But concerns have consistently been raised about this. Douglas East MHK, Joanie Farragher and Garth MHK, Daphne Kane all repeated these concerns in the court today before Dr Alex Allenson responded in his summary. It really does concern me that we've spoken so much about this in this honourable place. And yet we don't seem to see any tangible moves to make the process more inclusive and transparent. Once again, I point out that the process of spending money is kept separate from most members of this honourable court, that our constituents are not able to see the budget until the day it's voted on, and that it has to be voted on as a whole. I would also like to see a reform of the budget process. I'm not sure why it has to be so secret. What is the Treasury so afraid of if the public were able to scrutinise it before we must vote on it? And similarly, the, the binary yes-no decision on all the budget or none would perhaps benefit from uh, reform. The pink book was given to members six weeks ahead of the budget, and I think we, we are um, actually developing a more open and inclusive process and really trying to involve as many members as possible. Those on, on depart departments were invited into Treasury to take part in that budget process, and we will accelerate that each time. But, but there are real practical issues with trying to get the entire budget together to satisfy all the, the requests from individual departments and still present a coherent um, uh, programme for February debate. Manx Radio's budget coverage, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Well, over on the roads in Douglas until the 24th of February, temporary lights towards the bottom end of Summer Hill for gas repairs. In Douglas as well until the 5th of April, temporary lights on Brighton Terrace at the Mount Bradder Junction, 24 hours a day for gas main replacement. In Douglas until November this year, a section of Switzerland Road closed for construction work. In Onken until the 23rd of this month, temporary lights on School Road closed between the Main Road and 2nd Avenue for patching works. In Onken as well until the 29th, temporary lights on King Edward Road between Graudel and the A2, 24 hours a day for trial pit work. In Baldrine until the 1st of March, temporary lights on the main road just to the north of the Liverpool Arms for work on the tram crossing. Until the 24th of February in Laxey, temporary lights on the coast road between Laxey and Baldrine for substation work. And until the 23rd, further along the coast road, there are temporary lights on Pinfold Hill, 24 hours a day to fix a, fix a collapsed drain there. In Bride, until the 21st, tomorrow, temporary lights on Chapel Hill, 24 hours a day to repair a faulty fire hydrant. In Andreas, until May, the Key and Drogard Road is closed in phases for water main work. South of Kirkmichael, until March, temporary closures on the Balalai Road for water main work and in Kronkivodi until the 25th, temporary lights on the Kronkivody Strait for resurfacing. And in Peel until the 23rd of this month, temporary lights on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane, 24 hours a day for cable work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with... You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. So that's almost all from tonight's update special, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. But uh, the analysis from what we've heard from Treasury Minister Alex Allenson today continues on Manx Radio throughout the week. Head of news, Beth Espy, joins us now. So what can we expect over the next few days? Well, Lewis, as you say, a lot to digest from what we've been hearing today. And you've heard what the Treasury Minister has outlined as his plans. So what now? So what we're doing on Friday from midday is hosting our budget special. We'll be joined by an expert panel that will include the Treasury Minister and Chief Minister, as well as a former economic advisor and an invited audience. And we're going to be debating and discussing the implications and opportunities of some of the main points that we've heard today. And we'd really like to hear your thoughts. What you can do is you can leave a message on the Manx Radio answer phone. That's 682631. We can play those uh, messages out during the programme. And it's really if you've got any questions from anything that you've heard today, because as I say, a lot has happened and I think there's been some significant changes. They are very likely to impact you in some way. Would you have done anything differently if you'd been the Treasury Minister? We've heard some people say that perhaps it wasn't the way that they would have gone. But uh, as always, it's quite easy, I suppose, to sit on the sidelines. But yeah, this is a chance really to put questions to the Treasury Minister, get a feel from all different sectors from around the Isle of Man with that invited audience, which represent many different facets of the island. And uh, yeah, just look at it in more detail.
And many people, I suppose, won't have won't have been able to catch uh, the last hour. But uh, online on manxradio.com, there is there's a dedicated site. Tell us all about that. There is indeed. And what this is aiming at is really describing some of the findings from today in layman's terms, because I think it's very easy to assume that people understand the budget and understand all the terminology. And in fact, many of you do. So if you want uh, more of the detail, that is there. But if you are not sure why it matters, but feel like it probably should matter to you, then what the budget mini site uh, does, which you can find at maxradio.com, is break things down into easy to understand chunks. So you can understand exactly what some of the terms mean, understand what it means for you, and uh, hopefully just make life a little bit easier as you analyse the financial plans for the next year. Beth Espy, Head of News there at Manx Radio. Thank you very much. And that's it for tonight's extended update special with Crow Isle of Man. I've been Lewis Foster. All the content you've heard tonight compiled from the resources of the Manx Radio newsroom. Thank you to newsreader Beth, of course, and producer Amy Griffiths. If you're still unsure about the budget or if there's anything you'd like to listen back to from tonight, this programme will be available as a podcast on the Manx Radio website, where you can also find a number of articles breaking down the pink book step by step. Any questions or comments you have about today's announcements, send them our way. Radio's budget coverage brought to you by Crow Isle of Man.